1: Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: There's so many teams. I'm not not counting them out, that's for sure. And I think that's the question for Kevin Adams is, would we trade a a draft pick or some youth to to bring that player in or, or a couple? I think that that's a tough decision because you don't want to give away the future either to bring in the right guy, but maybe somebody on an expiring contract. That is Brad May on, what'd you say, Fan uh, 590 five, five in Toronto, uh, talking about the Sabres and the idea of like what to do at the deadline. Um, you know, I, I, I said to, to Joe Yurden last segment. Um, like I'm not in the rental market at all, and when I say that, I guess I'm I'm thinking about the like the big like the Patrick Kane rental market, right? Um, like if there's a if there's a depth defenseman they want to go get that can block some shots and help kill some penalties, that's going to cost you like a, a not a premium asset. Like fine, like I am I'm, I'm all right with that. What I what I don't want to do is give up. Well, give up anything the quality of what it would take to acquire either Chikrin or Meyer in a rental trade i mean that just that just does not make any sense to me where the Sabres are at timeline wise um and i frankly would be stunned if they did it but if they gave up a third or a fourth round pick for a sort of a placeholder depth guy just to help get them through the season maybe ideally help them if they were to make the playoffs again very specific role type guy you know I, i i wouldn't i wouldn't say definitely don't do that but As far as like whale watching goes, for like big names rental wise, I don't think there's any place for it on this Sabres team right now. Just don't see it. And you know what I appreciate now too, opposed to like
3: I don't know like eight years ago, ten years ago, when I would like on July first sit on the couch during the Steven Stamkos you know sweepstakes Mm -hmm. and thinking like. Today's the day. We're going to we're going to take off work today. We're going to kick our feet up, put TSN on and watch it all day. Can't wait for the Sabres to land the big fish. At least now I have no expectation that that will happen. And I appreciate Kevin Adams for just pulling that like weird era of my life where every year whether it was the trade deadline or that, you know, random January or July 1st day where me and my buddy Matt would just take off work Go in his the the side living room and put TSN on and just talk all day about what it's going to be like for the big-name player to be on the Sabres Rock. Go through lines. No, we don't have to do that anymore. I appreciate that a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it it had the, the, the whole thing. It's, it's the, the deadline, the trade deadline. It, it, I don't know. Is July 1st uneventful, too? I, I, I don't think I'd want to go that far. Um, I don't but think it's I think the tra- the, tra- the trade deadline, maybe it has, I mean, Paul has been telling us for years, like, you know, all, all you really do on July 1st is make mistakes. You're going to make decisions you regret. And like that, that is not, you know, true across the board, but it definitely happens. I think it happens more. There's probably more buyer's remorse than there is success stories than there are success yeah. stories, I should say, um, from July 1st. And I think teams have begun to get smarter about that. And I put the Sabers up. At, you know, they, they haven't had organizational success that teams who do it that way um, have had yet, like like Tampa, for example. But I think they're getting there. They're headed in the right direction. And I feel like the trade deadline. I mean, I've been on the air for. 20 of these things in a row I will not be here next Friday I'll be in Costa Rica thank you very much hopefully playing golf somewhere but um or doing something else really cool I don't know drinking rum probably while I'm doing it you know assuming I'm not driving um but the trade deadline the last I don't know handful of years just been kind of like not only here with the Sabres but around the league it's just kind of like I don't know there's lots of volume but it's very rarely like, ooh, I can't believe this guy went there or here or that. It, it just seems kind of like an event that is perpetuated by TSN hmm. and Sportsnet and shows like this one to a much smaller extent. And I don't know that it really matters that much in the final analysis of like who is going to go, you know, compete in the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup.
3: Listen, uh, I would at this point though, if I'm, I don't know. It's just it's such a hard, you know, like the same buddy I was talking about. We we pretty exclusively talk Sabres when we talk, and you know, like I think it was last week. He came into town. He lives in Rochester. Came into town. We go out and have lunch on Saturday after my show, and we're talking like you know, so many prospects. They should just you know uh, make a move, do something, and um, yeah. but at the same time, it's the weirdest place to be where I can see it from both angles. I see from both sides. And I feel like that's a rare position to be in for a hockey team where you're looking at it and say, you know what? They do have a lot of prospects, and the prospect pool is backed up a little bit. They also have a guy like we were talking with Joe Yurden, like Victor Olofsson. You have a roster player who's a twenty goal scorer and a pretty documented twenty goal scorer with high levels of you know acumen on the power play. They've got some pieces they can move in a lot of second round picks, and they still you know like whatever you mm-hmm. have a ton of assets that you could move around and not feel like you're quote clearing the cupboards like you, maybe you did with like Tim Murray in the past. But right. I think you also can be in the place where you're like. I don't need it. And I, I feel like I've, I've never really felt like I've ever been in a position thinking about the Sabres team where I I can be sold on both options and neither of them seem bad to me. Neither of them seem incompetent to me. I think that's the better word. Like if they stood pat and they did nothing, I wouldn't sit here saying like, what the hell is Kevin Adams doing? What they like? Come on, man. You can't. And then if he did make a move, I'd say, all right, you know, I mean, I could see, I could see why it fits the bill, right? A guy with term who's young, who could, you know, who's going to be on this roster, and maybe you move a guy off the roster, yep. and one of the, it's just such a rare position to
2: be talking about this franchise where it feels like they can't really lose. Is that is that the right way of putting it? I, 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 I know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean because I think. You know, I I made the point to Joe, and I've said it a few times on our show. Like, like not only are are like everyone, like the three first rounders from last year. Maybe they'll all turn into all stars. I don't know. All right, um, but I wouldn't bet on it right now. Um, and even if they did, on a team that already has what this team has at the NHL level, and I I don't know where I'm putting everyone. So yeah, you don't want to go crazy, but I feel like. They could, if they wanted to, they could comfortably keep their pipeline pretty well stocked with picks and prospects that they've already chosen, and win a bidding war for Timo Meyer. Like I think they could do both things. Hundred percent. I think what what the what the what the trick is might be something Joe mentioned and and I said like we've talked about this. Like how does the group react to a guy showing up and getting paid hasn't played here and has a $10 million qualifying offer for next year. And he immediately becomes your highest paid guy. Like it does, does does that, does that upset? Does that topple your, your chemistry and and the tightness of the group? Um, You know, it might, it also might mean that the group is a little bit too delicate because it's the NHL and like, what are you here to do? You're here to win. And if Timo Meyer stepping in to, say, the spot occupied by Jack Quinn right now pushes you into the playoffs, and I don't know what happens once you get there because you're still going to probably run into Boston, and I mean thoughts and prayers. Yeah. But still, yeah. like getting there would be worth something developmentally for all these guys too. And moving forward, him in that spot puts – uh, you, you, now you've got a leg up on creating a third line that really could be something. Like that's the idea. That's where Savoy and Kulik and maybe Quinn or Paterka, whoever's not on the line with Cousins and one of the other two, Paterka and Quinn. In this scenario, that's Timo Meyer in that spot. Now I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm really doing something, and I've got some depth, and I'm I think I'm 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 on I'm on a track I want to be on. But do you not do that because of chemistry? You know, like, if, if Meyer is known to be just a, just a, the, the worst guy ever right. or something, then, like, okay. But if, if he can fit in and you, you can trust that, if you've got intel, guys who've played with him and know him or whatever, and you want to trust that, I do not think you should let him commanding the highest salary on your team get in the way because it is professional sports. So I'm here for all the chemistry stuff um, that the Sabres have got going for them and guys that want to be here and and all all the things that that Adams has been preaching because it's been working. But I don't think it should get in the way of adding a piece that fits in with the rest of the group. Like the profile of the group is mid-20s prolific goal scorer, size to boot. That's Meyer. How does that not fit? This group.
3: Yeah, I mean, he does. <laughs> he just
2: does. Yeah. So
3: I know right, we, we know
2: what. D- no, so I I, sh- I should have taken. It, I just looked at. This the is ball. your fault. No, 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 no doubt. It's your fault. Of course. Yes. I'll, I'll. You can have your say after this, or we'll talk about something completely different. Uh, like one of that. those two things is about to happen. Love that. But we're gonna take a timeout either way. Nate Geary in from Mike Chope, along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.